Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 1043. This day, the 23rd, that is Tuesday of Holy Week, is a day on which the Lord has granted me many graces. Suddenly, God's presence took hold of me, and at once I saw myself in Rome, in the Holy Father's chapel, and at the same time I was in our chapel, and the celebration of the Holy Father and the entire church was closely connected with our chapel, and in a very special way with our congregation. And I took part in the solemn celebration simultaneously here and in Rome, for the celebration was so closely connected with Rome that, even as I write, I cannot distinguish the two, but I am writing it down as I saw it. I saw the Lord Jesus in our chapel, exposed in the monstrance on the high altar. The chapel was adorned as for a feast, and on that day anyone who wanted to come was allowed in. The crowd was so enormous that the eye could not take it all in. Everyone was participating in the celebrations with great joy, and many of them obtained what they desired. The same celebration was held in Rome, in a beautiful church, and the Holy Father, with all the clergy, was celebrating this feast, and then suddenly I saw St. Peter, who stood between the altar and the Holy Father. I could not hear what St. Peter said, but I saw that the Holy Father understood his words. Then some clergymen, whom I did not know, began to examine me and to humiliate me, or rather, what I had written. But I saw how Jesus himself was defending me and giving them to understand what they did not know. Then suddenly I saw how the two rays, as painted in the image, issued from the host and spread over the whole world. This lasted only a moment, but it seemed as though it had lasted all day, and our chapel was overcrowded all day long, and the whole day abounded in joy. Then suddenly I saw on our altar the living Lord Jesus, just as he is depicted in the image. Yet I felt that the sisters and all the people did not see the Lord Jesus as I saw him. Jesus looked with great kindness and joy at the Holy Father, at certain priests, at the entire clergy, at the people, and at our congregation. Then, in an instant, I was caught up to stand near Jesus, and I stood on the altar next to the Lord Jesus, and my spirit was filled with a happiness so great that I am unable to comprehend it or write about it. A profound peace, as well as repose, filled my soul. Jesus bent toward me and said with great kindness, What is it that you desire, my daughter? And I answered, I desire worship and glory be given to your mercy. I already am receiving worship by the institution and celebration of this feast. What else do you desire? I then looked at the immense crowd worshiping the divine mercy And I said to the Lord, Jesus, bless all those who are gathered to give glory to you and to venerate your infinite mercy. Jesus made a sign of the cross with his hand, and this blessing 
was reflected in the souls like a flash of light. My spirit was engulfed in his love. I felt as if I had dissolved and disappeared completely in God. When I came to myself, a profound peace was flooding my soul, and an extraordinary understanding of many things was communicated to my intellect, an understanding that had not been granted me previously. I am immensely happy, although I am the least of all, and I would not change anything of what God has given me. I would not want to change places, even with a seraph, as regards the interior knowledge of God which he himself has given me. The intimate knowledge I have of the Lord is such as no creature can comprehend, particularly the depths of his mercy that envelops me. I am happy with everything you give me. March 24th, 1937, Wednesday of Holy Week. My heart is languishing for God. I desire to become united with him. A faint fear pierces my soul, and at the same time a kind of flame of love sets my heart on fire. Love and suffering are united in my heart. St. Faustina writes here of being present at the great feast of the Divine Mercy in Rome, which was also being celebrated at the Sisters' Chapel in Krakow. The Lord gave her a foretaste of the celebration in the year 2000, the Great Jubilee, which was actually 62 years after her death. No doubt Faustina was there in spirit from heaven. There was also a great celebration in Krakow that year, joined to the celebration in Rome by TV hookup for those who couldn't get to Rome. So that's why she was saying that the two celebrations seemed to be so joined together she couldn't distinguish them. I myself was in Stockbridge at our National Shrine of the Divine Mercy that year doing the EWTN TV broadcast, and so I got to see some of what happened in Rome and some of what happened in Krakow on TV. During St. Faustina's lifetime, their chapel was only open to the sisters and to the wards. It was only during the German occupation that it was opened to the public, which was after her death. That's why it was so unusual for her in this vision to see so many people from the outside in their chapel. That would have been for the celebration many years after their death. And actually it took place in a, in a larger chapel as well, but there would have been many people visiting their chapel. Many people visit their chapel every day now, where the tomb of St. Faustina is, to join the sisters in praying the Chaplet of Mercy. The Lord was very happy as well, since he wants all to know about his mercy. So he poured out an ocean of graces that day. Faustina asked that everyone who was celebrating would be blessed, and uh, she saw him bless them and actually saw the, uh, the effects of that blessing. Faustina also writes of clergy who were examining her and humiliating her, and uh, this refers to her writings, the diary. And uh, so Jesus defended her and helped them to understand what was not clear. This probably refers to the investigations of the writings of St. Faustina and the mistaken interpretation of them. There was a ban on the forms of the devotion as revealed to St. Faustina for 20 years. Father Sapochko also suffered a great deal because of this. He was humiliated as well. Uh, Jesus had predicted it, and in the end, all was cleared up and the ban was lifted. Nothing will ultimately get in the way of God's plan. Thank you.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.